Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning Firkiavot, Ethics of the Fathers, with the chapter 4, Mishnah 22, in which he was accustomed to say, better one hour of repentance and good deeds in this world than the entire life of the world to come. And better is one hour of spiritual bliss in this in the world to come than the entire life of the of this world. So this Mishnah 22, it's a continuation of the previous Mishnah, which was, I'm going to give you a reminder because they're very much connected, in which Rabbi Yaakov says, this world is like an antechamber before the world to come. Prepare yourself in the antechamber so that you may enter the banquet hall. So this Mishnah 22, it's perplexing because in one way it's telling us that there's nothing like this world nothing compares to the to the what you can accomplish in this world and then it tells us that there's nothing like the world to come so what is better here or there so the Rambam in the guide guide of the perplexed points out that the comparison of qualities can be made only among like uh, items like you cannot compare something that is from a different uh, breed. For example, you cannot say, you can say the muse musician A is better than musician B or the carpenter A is better than the carpenter B, but you cannot say musician A is better than the carpenter B because it's two different uh, 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 roles that they play. It's two complete different things. So you cannot say that the musician is better than the carpenter because it's two different traits. So what he's telling us here is that the same way, how could this Mishnah compare this world to the world to come if they're completely different? The world to come is a world of, a, of complete spirituality. There's no physicality whatsoever in this other world and it's an eternal world and here we have a finite world in which there's physicality also spirituality but there's a lot of physicality so there's no way that you can compare these two these two worlds so the properly to properly understand this Mishnah we have to understand that it's really a continuation from the previous Mishnah in which Rabbi Yaakov first statement and re reinforces the, the ultimate purpose of creation is to bask in the revealed glory of, of Hashem in Gan Eden. The whole purpose of why Hashem created this world and He packaged us in these bodies and He sent us down here for a, for a certain amount of time is to be really able to experience the joy and the bliss of the world to come. And in a way, to be able to come to experience this joy of the world to come we need to earn it. It's not something that comes for free. It's not something that you, you just get there and you have. Uh, whatever you're going to do in this life is what's going to take you there. So this world is really the antechamber. It's the journey to get to where we need to go. And depending on our, on our life and our, the way we live in this world, if we are people that have a purpose, we have meaning, we're, we're doing mitzvot, we're doing love and kindness, acts of love and kindness during our lifetime, we're caring people, we're taking care of others and we're not harming other people and on the side we also learn Torah then 
it's like you're going to a, a building that has a 200 floors then the amount of goodness that you create in this world is what's going to take you to a higher floor or to a lower floor so it's in this world that we are able to let's say to achieve what needs to, to what we need to achieve to be able to get to the other world so the answer is mentioned in the discussion of the previous Mishnah that the bliss of being in the divine presence is lacking if it is undeserved. So if you don't know what you have, you're not going to appreciate it. Like you can give a person, for example, a beautiful diamond ring, but if this person has no knowledge of what a diamond is, has never seen it, doesn't understand how precious it is and how, how, how special it is, for this person it means zero he's, he's not gonna even enjoy it because he's not gonna be able to appreciate what it's worth but a person that knows what it's worth understands about diamonds knows it's a precious stone knows that it's very expensive that it's very special then this person once it's given a, a diamond ring is gonna take care of it and it's gonna and it's gonna really enjoy it and, 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 and appreciate it. So the same way, if you don't know who you are, you don't know what you got, you don't know what you're here for, then you cannot really come to appreciate what's waiting for you. You can ha come there and receive all the glory in the world, but if you don't know what it is, then you're not gonna be able to appreciate it. So it says here that the, there is yet another important concept contained in Rabbi Yaakov's statement. The Torah states, you shall seek God from there and you will find him. And then the Rabbi of Kotz comments on this. He says that seeking is the finding. The seeking is the finding. Like the whole purpose of this world is to seek Hashem. But in seeking him, you're finding him. Like when you're doing a mitzvah, what are you really doing? Mitzvah comes from the word sav, which means to connect. What it means is you're connecting to God. So when you're doing a mitzvah, you're connecting to Hashem. And you are in this connection, in this doing of the mitzvah, you're finding God. So, so he says here, the Hafez Haim, he asks an obvious question. He says, how can we say that other types of work go unrewarded? Does not the laborer or artisan receive compensation for his work? Like, why are they saying that only Torah and mitzvot are what really is rewarded in the world to come? Why other types of work are not rewarded in this world? Like, if I'm cooking a, a feast for my family, why wouldn't it be rewarded? Unless it's a mitzvah. If I'm cooking for a Yom Tov, I'm cooking for Shabbat, I'm doing it with the intention to, to nurture my family, to give them what they need, then that also has, um, uh, has earned a, a, a place in the world to come. But the Hofetz Haim answers that all other types of work are compensated because they lead to some useful product or service. So if I'm a, a chef, for example, and I cook for, for a restaurant and I'm being paid my wage or is my restaurant and I earn from what I sell, then I won't be paid unless I, I give people what, they're, what they came for. Like if people come to my restaurant and they order from the menu and they're not served, never, obviously they're gonna just get up and walk away. They're not gonna pay for, for the food because they were not given the food. But the Torah is different and the mitzvahs are different because the reward is in the Torah, is in the mitzvah, it's in what you're doing. So the, the, it's a different type of, of reward. It's a, it's a more, the reward is not what you get, it's 
where you are. So Torah study uh, has an intrinsic value, even though it may not have application. For example, we can study the laws relating to the Ben Sorer Umore, which is the rebellious son, even though the Talmud states that there has never been in the history of, 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 of the Jewish people a rebellious son with the characteristics of this boy. So this has never been applied in our history to anybody. Nevertheless, just learning about it has value. The learning is what has the value. And we see if these laws are never applied, why, why should we study them? Like for today, we study the laws of Korbanot. We're in the book of Vayikra. We're all learning about uh, the laws of Korbanot. This week, we're learning about this malady, malady called Saras, which was like a, a, a skin malady that came from a spiritual source from doing Lashonara. Today, we don't get Saras. So what is the need to be studying these laws? What, what is the value? of us sitting down and learning things about things that are, are not applicable to us anymore. So the Hofetz Haim says is the distinction between the work in Torah study and other types of work. Torah study is valuable and is rewarded even if it does not result in the actual being um, fulfilling what you're learning. So just learning about it has its intrinsic value and it gives you it gives you reward. So the point of this is that both Torah study and performance of mitzvot are a process. They're a process. They're not a means into an end. Like we're not learning Torah for a certain reason. We're not we should not be learning a Torah or doing mitzvot to fulfill something we need. Like obviously everything comes with a with a, with a prize, like if you learn Torah and you do mitzvot, it has a reward. But the reason why we do this, it should not be for the reward. We should do it, l'shem shamayim, for the sake of heaven. And in contradiction to all other actions we're familiar with, where their process leads to, to a desired goal. So with Torah and mitzvot, the process is the goal. The process is the goal. So this is the reason why we are discouraged from searching for logical reasons behind the mitzvot. Like there's many mitzvot that are uh, that we can understand, that they're intellectually uh, understandable. But there's certain mitzvot that really are intellectually you could not come to understand them. You need to tap into faith to be able to fulfill them. You have to jump over understanding and intellect. You have to go over that and just do them because. That's the reason that we have the mitzvot, so we can transcend. So we're not stuck in being this uh, intellectual human being. We can be a, a transcendental human being. So the Torah prefaces the mitzvah, for example, of the red heifer with the phrase, this is the law of the Torah. Just as the mitzvah of the red heifer is refractory to logical understanding, it really has no, it's called a hok, a hook, a hokim. It has no, logic, a human logic that you take a red cow and you burn it down and you make ashes out of it and the person that did this who was a pure person because becomes impure and the whole purpose of the red heifer is to make a person that is impure pure but the person that was pure becomes impure like if you think about it it's mind-boggling it doesn't make any sense so it says here that we do not understand and, and that is secondary, that's, that has no, that's not what matters here, that's not what it's all about. We don't need to understand God's ways 
and we're not going to understand all God's ways because Hashem is, is unique. He's one and infinite and we're finite and very limited human beings. So the reason creation was so the, 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 we often think of the goal of mitzvot as being the heavenly rewards we will receive. We think, yeah, we do a mitzvah, I get bonus points up there and we think this is what it is. In reality, yes, you get the reward for it. But indeed, they pointed out earlier that the reason for creation was so that our reward would be earned rather than gratis. So our whole purpose of creation is that Hashem wants to give us goodness. He wants to give His goodness. He wants to give us the, the, the ability to perfect ourselves. But if He doesn't create a world in which we are challenged and we are confronted with all these situations, how can we come to earn that by ourselves? And He wants us to get to Him through our efforts, not through bread of shame, not through um, like entitlement. He wants us to work for it. He wants us to really earn it. And this is the glory of the world to come. This is the bliss we're going to feel because there's not a better feeling in the world than when you achieve something in your life. There's nothing more rewarding inside of you than to know that you could do something purposeful and, and, and good. Like if a person goes and parties all day, next day, yeah, he had a good time. The next day, he's not going to feel so good. He's going to have a headache. He's not. But if you sit down all night to write a book, it's, it's hard to write a book, but by the end of the year or whatever that you sat and wrote and wrote and wrote and you came up with a book, the feeling of reward that you're going to have cannot surpass, be surpassed by anything else. So, so the rabbi of course meant with this terse comment, the seeking is finding, the value of seeking God is the process itself. So we're here to seek Him, we're here to look for Him, we're here to reveal Him, we're here to really come to know Him and connect to Him. And the bliss of Gan Eden is indeed incalculable, incalculable, beyond the greatest ecstasy any human being can ever come to imagine. Yet it pales in comparison to even one brief period of Teshuvah and performance of mitzvot. Why? Because the opportunity that we have here to be able to fulfill the mitzvot and to learn Torah and to, and to refine ourselves and do Teshuvah, it's here. It's a privilege. And if we look at it as a privilege, as a really like, wow, Hashem gave me the opportunity to light Shabbat candles. He gave it to me as a Jewish woman. I can create an effect in the world by lighting Shabbat candles. I'm connecting to millions of women all around the world, lighting Shabbat candles at the same time. That's unbelievable. I can't believe he gave me this mitzvah. It's, I am so blessed. If we would feel this way for every mitzvah we're given and for every opportunity of learning Torah in our lives, then we would really come to understand that these precious uh, gifts that he gave us are really in this world, in this lifetime. It's now or never. And, um, and of what good is Torah study? Why should we send our children to, to Jewish schools and yeshivas where they may spend years studying something which cannot be even tangible in their lives, that they cannot really use it? And then it says some people may console themselves that the study of Torah really opens a mind, makes a person more intelligent. Like for example, kids that learn Gemara, they're the best heads for, to go into law school, it's known. So perhaps it may be that is not the reason why we study Torah. It's not to make us more intelligent. The reason that we study Torah, 
the more is that the more we realize that the process of, store, of Torah study and performance of mitzvot is in itself the goal, the closer we come to a true, true grasp of Judaism. It's really ingrained in us. It's who we are. It's our essence. So if we live in this way, we're living really a little, a little higher. I wish you a blessed week and thank you.